Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Damn these Biloxi blues, it happens every night. Yeah. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. I have. Summer heat never treats nope, me kind. Never not. It leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice. And, and I'll see you out another time. This highway does not know my name, and I don't care. No. Not even cut. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Right to what the kids call a hook right here. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there. No! Budget live not so very live from the low budget live bar and grill here in beautiful southern middle tennessee and i hope all of you low lifers are doing well out there and if you're wondering why i just called you a low lifer it's because that's what the listeners of this program refer to themselves as and i'm good with it we are all low lifers around here just a bunch of no good just bass fishing music loving Speaking our minds, I won't say no good, but uh, regardless, you are now one if you are tuning in. This is the podcast for Monday, May the 15th, 2023. And uh, this is, um, I'm actually recording this on Mother's Day, but this obviously they drop every every Monday. And uh, it's early, early on Mother's Day morning here and. uh and you know, I, 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 it's always a, uh, it's a weird day now for me. And, and, um, 
just you think about you think about uh, the loved ones you've lost all the time, but then on on these special days, it's always uh, it's always a little harder, you know. And uh, it's been almost four years since I lost mine. Y'all know I talk about it on here a lot, and and it has been it's been almost four years, and and uh, miss her every day. And it's just uh, it's a time to to reflect though on days like today, and then and then of course you've got you know the the great mom that the triple threat Marissa D is. Uh, you're trying to celebrate that. So you don't want it to be, uh, you don't want to be too much of a Debbie Downer. It's a, it's always a tricky day. Holidays are, are tricky when you lose folks close to you. And I know so many of y'all listening understand that, but, but it got me thinking this morning, um, just how much moms do for everybody, uh, kids and, and, and they're just even kids that aren't their kids. And, and, uh, I was thinking about a trip that my mom was, very instrumental in me being in this bass fishing world. I mean, my dad probably gets credit the most and, and, uh, for, for getting me into tournament bass fishing, whatever. But, but my mom would just, she dropped me off at local lakes. She was always running me around, dropping me off and, uh, and letting me get away with murder a lot of the time. So now she'd also, beat that butt for you too she was really good at that and and holding you uh to acting right but one time when i was about 20 it, it's so funny to think about this i got in the northern opens and it's the first year they had those and i was like man i want to go up there i might have been 21 maybe and i had never been you know i'd been i'd traveled around the south a lot and the first event of that year was up at uh buffalo in the mouth of Niagara River there, Lake Erie. Frank Scalish won it, the legend himself. And I was, man, I got the, my brains beat out. I'd never seen water like that. I was in a foreign land to me growing up in the south. And and I went up there by myself and just had a miserable week, man, getting beat up by rough water. And and uh, I just wasn't mentally ready for the task of going up there. I just thought all oh, these smallmouth lakes are easy. And and so for the next one, it was in, it was in August, and it was all the way in Catskill, New York, where Mike Tyson did all his, uh, most of his living and, and training there. Little town on the Hudson River, and the second was on the Hudson, a tidal river, and I had never been anywhere like that. 16, 16 and a half hour drive from Lawrenceburg, Tennessee. So my mom's like, I'm going to take a week off work, and I'm going to go up there with you. <laughs> and so my mom rode in the truck all the way to New York to keep me company. And, uh, man, it's, it's a trip that I'll always cherish, man. Just, just, uh, the memories of, of seeing different parts of the country I'd never seen on that drive and sharing it with her. She had never been up there either. And, uh, and she actually practiced a day, um, of that event with me. And, uh, it was, it was one that, that I made the cut in and it was, uh, it's one I'll never forget for sure. But, but those mamas are special and they are special. And I think everybody, Knowing that you uh, that you're listening, you know that very well. But yeah, that's one that was so funny. Just uh, like a 32, 33 hour round trip <laughs> jaunt, pulling a bass boat. And I didn't have going off of MapQuest directions and and roadmaps and and things like that to get there. And and uh, it's just so funny to think where things are now and in, in life. Uh, I was reflecting on that a lot. Just you know, just uh, with just this podcast alone, but just my 
my life in the bass fishing world is so funny to think back on those early days, you know, 20 years ago. And uh, so happy Mother's Day, late Mother's Day, if you're listening today to all the mamas out there for sure. All right, we're going to take a we're going to take a uh, a stab at thanking the sponsors that make this all possible each and every week. And I, I appreciate y'all that y'all support the people in this industry, not just my sponsors. Support people that support this fishing industry. I can't stress that enough because it is a small industry overall, and uh, there's a lot of us out there trying to uh, to do good things in it. I feel like and and to be involved and and I'm grateful for each and every person that takes a chance on me. Like Startron, Starbright there, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, the Startron fuel powered. Uh, I can't talk today. Enzyme powered fuel treatment. It's kicking ethanol in the teeth. Y'all know it. We say it each and every week. But they have so many other products that you should check out their Starbright cleaning line as well. Absolute just fantastic company. Fantastic company. Most of it's made right there in Montgomery, Alabama. So they are, by God, American, uh, born and bred, made there. But Startron, bringing you low-budget life for almost six years. But put it in your weed eater, your chainsaw, in your bass boat. Ethanol will ruin a good day of fishing out there in your outboard engine. But if you're going to store that boat for a little bit of time or that side-by-side in between seasons, make sure you put some StarTron in your tank. We appreciate the folks from StarTron. ProGuide Batteries. ProGuideBatteries.com has got what you need. You can use code LBL10 there, LBL10, to let them know you were a low-lifer, and I surely appreciate that as do ProGuide because they're like, oh, this guy actually – You know, he sends us some people every now and then. But get on there. Check out the new lithium cranking batteries that they have. Fantastic. They meet all the specs that you need to run these big four-strokes that require a lot of power and keep your electronics going. I'm running the lithium trolling motor batteries as well. ProGuideBatteries.com. You will not regret making the switch. They've been in the battery business for a long time. They are not a fly-by-night ricky don power up batteries that just gets them in from china and slaps a label on them proguidebatteries.com baitworks.com the easiest folks to promote in the world great people i mean they got it in stock if you need it get on there and like i always say don't push order don't submit order if you're trying to hide something from your wife. You're trying to hide an order, and you're like, oh, she'll be out of town next week. That won't deliver till then. Don't do that because they're going to come knocking on the door and hand it to you like right after you hit submit, okay? They also have the mothership there in Springfield, Missouri, if you're ever in the area. It's a fantastic tackle store, but they have a great mega bass selection, really a great selection of everything. Of course, partnered with them on the LOB jig. It is for sure, the only jig that has a low budget live logo on the package, but the LOB Power Finesse jig available now in seven colors. We added peanut butter and jelly. It's available in three eighths and half. I'm so proud of this jig. I heard again, little Trace Wendell called him in the ABT this weekend that I was at, and he's like, dude, that thing, like he got paid up in uh, LOB jig. So, very cool to hear those kind of stories, some tournament success coming in. I see so many of y'all on Facebook, Instagram, y'all are tagging me, you're catching fish on the LOB. But get get on there, use code Duncan-10 to let you let them know you're a low lifer at baitworks.com, bait-works.com. And last but not least, hang the banner. The first ever aluminum boat 
to take a ride with a Bassmaster Classic trophy on the front deck. That Express X21 Pro or the X21 Pro LE that I'm running this year. A little different layout. Absolutely loving that boat. Got to spend a lot of time in it this weekend. And uh, always grateful to get that thing out on the water. 96-inch beam, 250 Yamaha show on the back. Pushing that thing to one of the baddest hole shots in the game. I do not worry about getting up in really shallow water. But I also don't worry about getting in any, any rough water whatsoever. It is a absolute barge. Be stable fishing platform. Tons of storage. I love the thing. They actually, I was at that high school tournament a couple of weeks ago, and Clay Connor or the Express Boat says, "What would you change about this boat?" Because they're always trying to, you know, get better. And I said, "Man, I really don't know." Like, I don't know what I would say, and I know that sounds so crazy. And I had so many people this weekend asking me about it that were looking at it when I was at the Alabama Bass Trail, and and, it, and it's true, man. I, I don't know what I would change about it. So, Express Boats building excitement since 1966, and I am proud to run an Express Bass Boat. That is for sure. So, this weekend, just real quick before we move into a, a fantastic guest this this fine day, uh, I got the opportunity. Too, and I saw so many low lifers. So first of all, shout out to y'all down there um, at McFarland Park, Pickwick Lake for stop number four, the Alabama Bass Trail. I got to do some live coverage again with ABT, and I got to MC the event. I got to do the weigh-in. It's the biggest weigh-in. I've done several over the last few years. I've had many opportunities to MC some events, but this is the largest that I've ever done, 200 almost. I think they had 225 signed up, but they had some no-shows. I think it was like 214 or something when the dust settled, 213. I got to call out the boat numbers in the morning. I got to butcher some last names, I got, but I got to do the weigh-in, and, and it's the you know the biggest weigh-in I've ever done for sure. And uh, so many old friends and, and competitors I've fished against over the years in this thing and, and heroes of mine, Tennessee River heroes and different things that, that I got to uh, got to, to see this weekend. But uh, awesome opportunity. I can't thank Kay for allowing me that opportunity. Kay Donaldson with the Alabama Bass Trail. Nobody works harder in the sport of bass fishing. You want to talk about folks saying, oh, we're growing the sport, we're growing the sport. I have seen what she has done since that thing's inception. I know I've talked about it on here a lot, but when you were there and your boots on the ground and, and now, you know, it's, it's one thing to fish them. And I, and I talk about the one hundreds, the ABT one hundreds that I fished with little Trey. We've got one coming up in a couple of weeks, actually. I'm really looking forward to that. But from the fishing side, they're a fantastic event to be a part of. But then when you're, when your boots on the ground, you're, you're there working. It is, uh, it's impressive to see it all go down. That is for sure, man. And, uh, they they bust their butt to put on a fine fine event and uh, pay great money and a lot of contingency bonuses in there. So just a just a fun day. I love this bass fishing community and I think I, I say that a lot. But I do. I love it. And being amongst people that uh, automatically take you in like family because of this crazy bass fishing world is uh, it's awesome, man. So. Fun weekend down there, and for me, it's a little, it's a little surreal, honestly, getting that opportunity to do that because I'm such a Robbie Floyd fan. Robbie, you know, he's commentated every classic for the last, you know, he's been an on the water reporter. He's worked for ESPN. He's 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 been involved in television for so long, and he's a guy that he's a pro, and he's somebody I look up to, and I've, I've just always been blown away, really, that he does the ABT. It's it's awesome. 
and uh, to get to fill his shoes for a day. And I get to do another one in June that he he can't do the finale there in the North Division on Wheeler Lake. I get to do that one as well coming up. But uh, but it was a little surreal because I grew up watching Robbie and and I've worked with Robbie a time or two on some projects now. But uh, very cool day, and I butchered uh, less names than I thought I would and uh, and had a great time down there on Pickwick. I will say this, though, real quick, just a sidebar. There's something going on on Pickwick Lake, and, uh, you know, what little platform I have here. I, I just ask, if you go down there, take care of your fish. Take care of your fish. Our numbers, our fish population numbers, it's not. it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. Uh, some people are saying Kentucky Lake 2.0, and, and we've got a lot of big tournaments, and obviously I'm a big tournament guy. I love tournaments, but we've got a lot of big tournaments that come through the area at really bad times of the year in the middle of the summer, and I don't know if that's impacted it. I don't know if we've had bad spawns, but I can just tell you from my own experience the last couple summers and and very dear friends of mine that are guides, fantastic tournament fishermen with years and years and years of experience, the numbers of bass in our schools – offshore that we typically see and just the overall fish catches you know numbers of fish getting caught by folks even when they smash them in a tournament the weights look good sometimes but the numbers are way down and it's really uh it's disheartening to see and and all lakes are are cyclical we see it and and maybe they're just hiding somewhere you have the you know Okeechobee last week showed that it looked like it was down for the count and then boom here here come all these big ones across the stage so but only four bags over 20 there it took 17 to get in the top 10 but i mean we have folks getting paid with with 13 pounds and that's certainly not the case for may on the tennessee river a lot of times so it was uh it was very disheartening to see um numbers wise and i and i did the coverage out on the water and man there's not a lot of fish catching going on at times pickwick's still fantastic it'll bounce back but uh it's crazy to see gonna text our guest real quick so our guest today is a is a firecracker. He's a firecracker. I don't know him well. Uh, we've 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 been around each other some over the years, but he is uh, he is uh, you know he's he's kind of a stir a little bit like myself <laughs> at times, but he always seems to find himself in in uh, in the in the heart of. The topic of conversation in bass fishing lately, I feel like that's that's certainly the case, and I think he pushes it to the limit. He is, uh, I call him the evil Knievel of bass fishing. Sometimes doing his own stunts in his aluminum boat, you know, jumping, jumping things. I expect him to do like a like what's that motocross move that Superman seat grab? I don't know anything about motorcycles because you know bass fishing's safer, uh, but. He he's a wild man. He's a wild man. You, he's got a history of just being involved in some crazy things over the course of his career, and his and his career's changed many times uh, from the Bassmaster Elite Series to the BPT. Now fishing both. He got a win this year at Cherokee there on the BPT. Really cool event there for him. And then fish the Bassmaster Classic. He is uh, he is certainly an interesting cat, and I'm looking forward to catching up with him uh, about some controversy and some different things he's got going on. We're going to get the sauce from him presented by the W Sauce, America's Worcestershire Sauce, Worcestershire Sauce, the W Sauce, and their new breakfast sauce coming out. It's fantastic on some eggs, fantastic on some taters. 
You're going to want to get some breakfast sauce. Trust me, got a little kick, just a little kick, but it's delicious. But right now, we're going to get the sauce from the one and only. He's practicing right now for BPT, Keith Poche. Hello. What's up, Keith Poche? Welcome to Low Budget Live. We're not so live today. This will, this will get uploaded tomorrow, but I appreciate you joining us, not only on Mother's Day, but you out there trying to uh, trying to find some bass on Gunnersville. Yeah, yes, sir. Appreciate you having me, and happy Mother's Day to everybody, all the mothers. Well, man, it's, so I got to ask you this just, because, just right out of the jump, because we're going to get to all kind of stuff while I got you here. Uh, so you – always trying to find a sneak hole i feel like <laughs> i mean you just always off the you off the damn grid is that something like you so you're pulling up at gunnersville practice just started it's that time of year where you know fish start to slide out different things do you automatically though just look for something that fits keith poche's style which is off the beaten path is that something or do you will you mix it up and try to find some offshore or in the main lake grass or different things like that. Yeah, it really depends, uh, Luke. I mean, uh, it's it's a deal where you, it's a happy medium. I mean, you, you got you can't you can't die doing what I do, but you you have to give it a chance. And and typically, I'll I'll go. Uh, you know, I do a little uh, research on um, if there's any kind of places like that. Um, you know, look in the Google search history. So places kind of dictate. You know, is, what what can a can a place sustain uh, a fish's life year round. Like, okay. you know, if it's a drawdown, does it still have water in it? Um, uh, so that kind of dictates if I'll even look at something like that. You know, a lot of places we go just don't have that kind of stuff. So, yeah. But yeah, I will look out um, just because that's just, I mean, I can't, I can't um, show up in an event and just, you know, just go try something. I know that's not going to work, but it's just a happy medium. You got, I got to dabble in a little bit and see if it's something that's got some potential, but um, just don't die doing it throughout yeah. the week. Well, in some of those small places like that, I think you get a lot of credit for, you get the most out of them. A lot of times you're having a lot of success doing it, but I think that's what people don't understand. Cause I, I look for that stuff too. I run an aluminum boat and I've, and I've, I've been that way my whole life. But like you said, it can kind of bite you right in the butt sometimes too right because you can run out of fish in those kind of areas yeah absolutely people don't realize that it's it's always a gamble and, and what i mean by that is you know you have to run a particular size boat so you're low mm -hmm. um distance and and fishing time because it takes you longer to get there there's a chance of of hitting something you know messing your lower unit up uh, hitting something with trolling i mean you're fishing back and stuff and you, you you're around stomps rocks and uh, you're running through some stuff that, that I mean, you just, you, you got to have the right equipment for one, and, you, and you're just such at a huge disadvantage. And and on top of that, you really have to manage your fish. You know, a lot of times when I go to these places, I won't set the hook. I'll, I I want to see them, like visually see mm -hmm. them, you know, because it's shallow a lot of times or get a get a blow up on a frog or, or top water and, and don't set the hook or, you know, kind of pull up on a, on a flipping bait, Berkeley flipping bait, just kind of see how heavy they are or maybe they'll swim up a little bit but do not set the hook because a lot of times they ain't gonna bite for a while and and that's one less fish that you got the opportunity to catch in the tournament 
Absolutely. And I think the same can be said no matter where you're at, you know, in these bigger events, man, you got to, you got to conserve those fish for sure. So your career, I remember, you know, when you came onto the scene, you're running a glass boat and, and then you made this shift to aluminum and then you made this shift to what you're in now, the gator tracks. And dude, you've just, I feel like transformed into i called you in my intro i said he's the damn evil knievel of bass fishing he does all his own stunts man i just like every video i'm like scrolling facebook and it's like check this crap out somebody shared it and you're like all but doing a backflip over something it's like damn who's that oh that's keith like it just now i just automatically go, oh that's keith he's just he's just doing yeah. keith things again but but that kind of led us to this conversation i wanted to have you on uh, just this year in general, had you, I, I kind of keep a running list of guys I want to talk to. And, and, uh, before you even won Cherokee, just because it's such a daunting task to do what you're doing, John Cox has done it as well. Like you boys are rolling hard, man. You never rest. You just left Lay Lake for the elite down there. Now you're at Gunnersville for BPT. Got to, you got to switch gears, start thinking about that. And, and then you had kind of a, Kind of a dramatic week last week. That led us to this conversation. So uh, no time yeah. like the presence to have Keith Pochet on. And, and man, so I, I heard about that when that went down, word got out a little bit. Hey, you're being DQ'd, and I think you talked about it a little bit. And, and, uh, and you posted the video, and you – I mean, I'll be honest with you, I peed my pants a little like you're running at this thing, and all of a sudden you jump <laughs> over this dam – and 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 you you had a 29th place finish there, but then you get a call from Bass, they're going to DQ you. Then you appealed. The appeal process was last week, right before your Lay Lake Elite, and you've been very vocal. I think that's an understatement, but you've been very vocal on social about the DQ and the timing of it. And and so just for low lifers that are listening that don't know the story, let's hear Keith Pochette because Bass released a statement basically saying you left tournament waters, you're not allowed to – leave tournament waters was what you were DQ'd on per there. I read it. Now let's hear, I, I, let's hear the Keith Poche, what, how this has been. Yeah. And I appreciate it, man. Uh, to, you know, give me a platform to, to speak. And, you know, before I go any further, before I, I talk about any about of, of this situation and at, at no point am I trying to, to, to make anybody look bad or talk bad about anybody or, or try to demean the league of, of, of BASS. I mean, you know, I, I got a lot of respect for those people. And um, I just feel like that when you put something out there like they did, which that's their right to do that with the DQ, it, it gives me a right to defend myself. Um, I mean, I, you know, I got a freedom of speech as a, as an American, you know, I got a constitutional right to, to speak my mind and speak my opinion to what was done to me. And, and, to that, I, I disagree with what um, was was handed down to me. But as far as that goes, as far as the story, um, I felt like that the place that I went, um, you know, I, I like you, we've talked about, I, I go all kind of places, and I, I I'm always looking and I'm always researching. And and it's and in the rules, it states that you know it's up to us to to define those rules and and abide by the local and state regulations. And that's what I was doing. Now, I'm going to add to that, um, you know, some people was like, well, and it's even in the ruling on, on why I continue was, continuously was DQ was the fact that um, I didn't consult tournament uh, officials. Well, I mean, 
last year there was a similar situation where I was going to have to jump a road. I, I asked the tournament director about a, a, a body of water that was the only access was a, across a, a dirt road. Or was up, but it, but yeah, I know. It, it, <laughs> that's amazing it, to me that that's even a yeah. thought, but okay. I mean, right. But, yeah. but here's the deal it, it's not in the rules, you know, and that's why I asked him. I said, hey, I'm going to jump, I'm looking to jump this road, and there's a body of water. Is, is that water? You find out if that water is legal or not. I yeah, mean, it's yeah. open. And he said, let me get back with you. What it wasn't no, uh, well, Keith, you can't jump a road. It wasn't, um, you know, I, you can't, your boat can't leave tournament waters. It wasn't nothing like that. I even had a co-anger with me. It was, it was during an open, and he even testified that that's how the conversation went. I even got text messages to prove the the, the conversation back and forth about me uh, going to this spot um, that I still have. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, the road is not an issue. You know, it's just the water. If the water on the other side is is part of tournament waters. So fast forward to this year. Of course, he said it was private water, and I couldn't, couldn't go in there. He, he contacted the, the correct authorities and said, you know, it's private water. You can't go in there. Okay. So well, why even check if I can't go over, over the road, if you know what I mean? Right, why, right. Even, why even go down that road? So anyway, so that's in my mind. I've, in the meantime, I jump beaver dams. I jump logs. I jump sandbars. And, 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 it's, and, it's, and it's physics, man. Let me, let me give people a little <laughs> physics crazy. lesson here. You know, I, I ain't that smart, but I stayed in the Holiday Inn Express once in my life, and I feel like I know a little bit. <laughs> so your, your boat is flat. My, my boat, I should say, it's a flat bottom boat. It's straight, flat. When you go up over something, I don't care if it's an inch off the water, when it breaks over and it hits a level, um, I guess, horizontal with the water, the back or the front is not touching the water. And when you when you hit something like that, especially with me, I've I've kind of figured it out. I start jacking up and trimming up, and mm -hmm. the motor is higher than the back of the boat. So, so no matter what I hit, the the motor is higher than the boat. So, and then my boat slides over, mm -hmm. and it and it starts tipping over. And at, and at, at some point, depending on how big it is and how tall it is, how wide it is, my boat every single time, and I don't care what boat you in, it is completely out of the water. 100%. It's physics. It, you, the boat does the boat. The front end of the boat does it uh, bend down before your back comes up and touches water. Right. You see what I'm saying? It stays straight yeah. once it once once it's going over. So, in that sense, I'm always out of the water. My boat always leaves the water when I jump something. So, um, I felt like that. Looking at this, I've I've fished this area before on, on the north side of Toledo Bend. I've been in there just playing around over the years. I grew up not too far from there. You know, I felt like knowing the rules and knowing that it's open year round, uh, that that levee is sloped on both sides. It's designed for boats. They even encourage people to to uh, traverse over that. So I felt like in my mind, I've crossed the bridge of can I jump a road, dry land or whatever you want to call it. Um, I felt like that that was behind me. Like that was not an issue. So you look at the tournament briefing and it has no off limits. It also states in there any any waters um, open to public fishing is, is considered tournament waters. Um, so, and it is connected. Uh, it's got little uh, streams or, you know, spillway, like little cut, cuts that go through the woods. Also, it has a um, spillway system in that dam where it, it spills over into it and it goes through the dam and boils up on the outside. So it's always connected uh, as far as that goes. So the only reason they built that 
and of course you can read on it is to make it a duck refuge and but they still encourage people to go in and fish because that's part of the deal on their website so uh seeing all that and and gathering all my information uh i felt like that there was no need i didn't feel like it was a questionable uh area to fish if it's if it's open then why not why why even waste the tournament director's time with it i mean i, I didn't i even posted the video and let me let me explain something about the video <laughs> so everybody's like why wow, you coloring i got out he shot the video and all. no so i got up there i wasn't just gonna go wide open just not knowing the tournament right that was gonna be my question yeah i was gonna ask so how do you figure out in these areas can you get into them you don't do that in the tournament right like you got to do that in practice yeah so i knew i could get over okay so but when i got up there for the tournament me and my cold guy and i you know because there's people fish off that thing they they beach their boat on it they go over it they go in there and fish but they they crappie fish all around it so i want i didn't want to just go run up there and somebody be you know in the way and and there was a guy up there standing. He was crappie fishing. He was standing on it, throwing on the other side. So I said, hey, man, I uh, just want to let you know I'm about to jump this thing. I didn't want you to you know, walk around. <laughs> so awesome. I figured he would video it. And sure enough, he said, oh, you keep posting. You said, yes, yes, me. Oh, man, it's cool, man. Dang, you, you drove all the way up here. I said, yeah. Uh, so I said, and I, I went back out, got, got up on pad, and did my thing, trimmed up, jacked up. And boom, boom, you know, I'm going about 15 miles an hour. Just slid right over. No big deal. This boat's designed for, for stuff like this. Gator yeah. Tracks is just a tough boat, and it, it, it doesn't hurt it one bit to, to do that. And of course, the dam, uh, levee, whatever you want to call it, rollover, is designed for that purpose already. So the guy videoed it. He showed up at the at the weigh-in that evening. He said, hey, I'm the guy that was at the, at the, at the rollover. I, I, you, if you want that video. So he texted it to me right there in the parking lot at Cypress Bend. And then I posted it later. I thought it was cool. And and everybody like, else did. <laughs> you know, it showed huh? up on social media. That It, it was everywhere, man. People were sharing so it like, like crazy. So why would, if, if I felt like I did something wrong, why would I post it? You know, I, I just, yeah, it, it, it's I, beyond I me. So it, 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 it's something that I felt like that it was cool. Fans love it. They always like my off-the-grid stuff. I just thought this would be something that uh, – that, that they would enjoy the watch and I didn't I never denied that it was it was me in the tournament they was like you know hey was this you during this day and this and that and I'm like well what's the matter did I do something wrong like what's the deal <laughs> <laughs> and but anyway my calling verified he was you know everything was fine I didn't do anything wrong it was all good man and I just felt like that um moving forward you know if for whatever reason they kept that disqualification I I have a right and if if you if you go to a front of a judge and jury, and and say that oh Keith shouldn't do this and do that and um, you know I have a right to go out there and defend my name and defend what I believe, what I did, especially when I felt like I was wrongly accused. So if they don't like it, I I, I hate it for them. Like, but when you put something out there, it puts a bad image on someone. You better know 100% that you got the facts right. And I got tons of more other stuff that I have not put out yet. And I'm debating on putting it out, but um, I just want to, I just want to tell my side. I want to tell the truth. I got facts. Everything I was told a part of this deal, it was, I believe, or we believe, or we feel, and our interpretation is this. Not one time was I given a, a factual statement saying 
this is exactly what you did and because of this. Because if, if you go, if you rewind back what I was talking about earlier about vote leaving tournament waters, it, you leave tournament waters every time you jump something and in, 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 in the way they're explaining it. So, but they, but they say it's okay to jump a, a, a log or a beaver dam or, or sandbar. So we'll, I'm trying, I'm having a hard time understanding what the difference is. And, and, and I think that there needs to be some clarification of, of why, because it's I 100% feel that I did nothing wrong. Is this something that you'll take further? I mean, is this something, cause you, it was a 29th place, you know, it's, it's not, they didn't DQ a win. I mean, you got paid obviously. And every, yeah. every dime you get in the professional bass fishing game, we all know is, is special right. paying entry fees like, like you have to and all that. I mean, every dime counts, but is this something you'll pursue further or is it something that you just kind of you want to speak on and then and then move on or or what what's your process on that if you can go into it I mean are you I mean are you talking you thinking about legal anything or how does this because uh, I know a good lawyer and you fall Alabama <laughs> <laughs> well well here's the deal man look I I don't want no will bad will on anybody you know I I I want things to be black and white cut and dry and and. From from what I'm explaining to to your listeners, I hope they understand that what I'm explaining. And, and let me I'm gonna go one step further, okay? On um, and then I then I'll answer your question. And and some people say, well, it ain't the same. Well, it is the same because I'm gonna explain to you why. You take a lock and dam system. You cannot fish in a lock and dam, but you can lock through to go to the other body of water, right? Mm-hmm. When you when something's not uh, uh, off limits to fishing. And their rules, they consider that non-tournament waters. So your boat enters non-tournament waters when you lock through. And that's okay. That, I mean, that's not a, I mean, I'm not saying everybody that's locked through in, in the history of tournaments should get disqualified. My point is, is and it's the same concept of what I did. I, I went through a, a levee system, uh, rollover, similar to a lock system, a, a point of access they allow you to go through, whether it's, non-fishing um a non-fishing 20-foot stretch or not you know what i'm saying just like a locking down and and the 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 directors at bass even confirmed that the only other side was tournament waters they, they confirmed they told me i said you are in tournament waters over there but the, the, how you got there and i'm saying well it's no different than a locking down because you go through a not but my point is is they should have they should have done the research and said you can't traverse over that dam I, I did my part on my research and and and, and abided by the law uh, local and state regulations i felt like they they might have dropped the ball and not did their due diligence and research the lake on what if they wanted it off limits they should have made it off limits you see what i'm saying like right. they should have did did their homework to do that because it's like we go on the arkansas river in, in oklahoma and you got all them pools, and they just say all creeks, canals connected, and you know anything open, public fishing. Fish. You can lock to go all the way to into to uh, Little Rock if you want to. Mm-hmm. What they're saying, they're not giving you no limits. They need to limit. They need to set a limit in the in the tournament briefing. So I'm getting penalized because they didn't they didn't do the specify on what you can and can't access. I abide by what it states in the rules and by state and local reg- regulations. So. At, at no point have I have I did I break any rule 
by what they what by it, the black and white they have in, on their paper. It is, and and look, Bass has been in the business longer than you and I've been around it. Uh, and there's controversial things that pop up time and time again. But I will say over the years, and and I would say this poor Hank Weldon because this year's been this year has been been tricky for him that's for sure uh I had him on the show at the first of the year and I said well maybe everybody will behave and then he went right into you followed all the craziness down there with the with the lawyer and and Tucker Smith and all that uh on you follow but yeah I heard about that yeah that's it's crazy. crazy man crazy stuff but but for me it is confusing that it's that they said, okay, Keith, where you win is actually that's it's connected to tournament waters. You're not being DQ because of that. It's how you accessed it. I, I, I get I get where uh I get your points for sure. And I get the frustration. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not the fact that. that I was fishing in there. It's not the fact that I was fishing, it's the fact that my boat left the water for that split second to get in there. And but like my like I explained, your boat leaves with the water when you jump anything it's 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 physics it, we can't i can't i, I can't uh change fit the, the the law of physics i mean it, it is what it is i, I saw, mean I, I saw a video of yours this morning as a matter of fact and you're talking about you were jumping it looked like a mud bar or something yep. but i mean your whole skeg drags over the son of a gun as you're going yeah. over but you're not in yeah. the water for i don't know 10 15 yards or something and like you scoot yeah. right over it was really cool but uh i saw it first thing I, this morning. and i asked yeah i asked that and i'm like and and they said that's okay. So I'm I'm trying to, I'm trying to I'm trying to understand what the difference is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I that's that's where I'm at with that. Like, what? Why is that? Why is one different and others not? Like, that, that's the same thing. I, I'm just. I, I just. I, I wish I could get that answer, but I but I can't. So. Will you pursue uh, that further though? Oh uh, yeah. To answer your question, um, you know. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I, I want to be, I, I don't care if it's, I don't care if it's $2 I'm, that's being taken away from me. It's the principle of what happened. And, um, I feel like if, if that, if this can happen to me, it can happen to anybody. And I, I, I want it to be more cut and dry. And I, I need some explanation because I felt like that, uh, this is my career. This is my reputation that, you know, who knows what, what, what may ha- come of this in the future with, you know, potential sponsor opportunities or whatever. I mean, they look at this or you, you never know. So you, you, you have to be 100% sure that when, when you, when you, when you DQ somebody, you have the utmost 100% evidence that you are correct. And I feel like in this instance, I, I'm, I didn't do anything wrong. So I, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I, I just got to, uh, play it by ear, just, just get some inf- more information and, and just see where we go. Well, what would you say to the folks? Because I've read, you know, I'm always fascinated by bass fishing social media comments. I know you are too. They, you never know which direction people go. But the over, you've got support. I'll say that you always yeah. do. People, people are in Keith Pochet's court. You have a great following. You have your interaction on social media is fantastic. People really pull for you, man. Like you've got a big fan base, and it's awesome to see. Uh, but the only thing that I, I that I read this week that kind of it frustrated me, not from your standpoint, but from fans saying, uh, you know, well, Bass doesn't like him because he fished out of an aluminum boat. If he was in a fiberglass Phoenix, this would never happen. Is there ever? I mean, what would you say to that? And is that ever a thought that enters your mind? Because for me, I feel like that's silly. Like I don't feel like Bass made that decision based on the fact that you're in a in a in a Gator tracks, but. It, is that something that you've thought 
because I've said because I know you haven't said that. I don't think. Yeah. Well, I, I can't really speak of that. Um, I, I don't know what's in their mind and I'm not going to put words in their mouth. And um, like I said, I have the utmost respect for them uh, as an organization. Uh, but I have to defend Keith Poche. I have to yeah. tell my story. I have to I have to fight for for what's right. And, and that's what I'm doing. I'm not, I, you know, I've, I've, I've been in the wrong before and I've accepted it and, and I've moved on. But in this instance, I, I, I'm not wrong. So I'm going to uh, be heard. And, and but but as far as that goes, I can't speak of that. I don't I don't even I, I can't I can't imagine what's going through their mind on, on how they feel or what they think or their reasoning. So um, I just have to leave that up to the, the fans and let them make their own um judgment on that and uh i just i just really can't speak to it yeah and that that's true you can't control I me mean, look i've got i got folks that follow me and you never know what they what they may say or interpret something you said or, or something you've done yeah. i mean lord knows i've got myself into plenty of you and i are troublemakers keith i think <laughs> you and i should start a show together we had yeah. troublemaking with luke and keith because that is something i'll say man like you've been there's been about what three or four times where it's like Damn, Keith, yeah. Keith's in the middle of it. <laughs> Keith's in the middle of it. He's third you know, in the pot. I mean, going back to 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 the to the Toho thing years ago, yep. throwing down, yep. and and that was crazy. was like, what the hell? Like, that was crazy. And then last year, you had the Red River. You, hell, you made them change a rule. They changed a yeah. rule because of you. And that's, to me, in bass fishing, I've said this for a long time, because, like, Roland Martin had rules changed mm -hmm. because of him. It's kind of legendary to get a rule change after you. I'm not gonna lie, like you. <laughs> yeah. But, but but last year there was that Red River thing, man, was crazy. You had the how you were getting in there, and then you had the rocks piled up and all that. Like it was wild to win yeah. to go to the Bassmaster Classic, and then now this this year you you definitely uh, trouble and and uh, stirring it up definitely comes with the uh, with the Louisiana boy. <laughs> You know, and, and, and I honestly don't look for it. And, and I think people take me wrong sometimes. I, I'm pretty straightforward. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to cuss on your show, but I, I send don't, it. I don't Full really, send. <laughs> I don't really, I really don't take any shit. I yeah. call it like it is, you know what I'm saying? And, and some people can't handle that. Some people don't, don't, they just don't feel comfortable with that. And, and I'm not being mean. I'm not trying to be a butt. I just, I'm just straight up, man. I just tell it like it is because I, I don't, I don't lie. I, I don't. I'm not trying to be deceptive. I'm just, I, I tell you what's on my mind. I tell you straight up and it is what it is. If you don't like it, I mean, and that's, and that's what I told uh, some people. I mean, you, you may not like me, you may not like what I did, but you can't, you can't punish me for something that's not in the rules. You, you, you've got to, you've got to show me some kind of evidence and some kind of tangible reasoning, um, you know, and, and, and Hey, change the rules later or do whatever you got to do. But, but as of right now, it is what it is and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. So, um, and I, I, that's all I can say. And, and I just hope people can respect me for that and, and, and for being a man and, 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 and tell them like it is because the facts are the facts. I mean, we, we can't, we can't deny that. And, and I think I've laid them out. And if, if, if people, you know, they got their own opinion that's fine too, but, uh, I'm going to fight and, and, and continue to, um, um, plead my innocence and you know i I'm, I'm never going to admit that i did anything wrong because i didn't and that's just the way i feel and and you have the right to that for sure and i think a lot of people are on your side i mean like i said looking through social media it's not like a bunch of people are going oh shut up keith quit talking about mm -hmm. this i mean you had a lot of support man that's got to make you feel good that people are in your court they they pull for you and look i think you are 
at a perfect time, like with your Cherokee wind going way up the river up there in, in Ott's backyard <laughs> and getting all the way up the river and uh, and catching that big bag on Cherokee the last day. The MLF was freaking awesome, man. The BPT there is a huge win. That was – it was some of the most amazing footage. I mean, just how you were fishing. Yeah. You, you are balls to the wall. I will give you that all the time. But I think where we're living in this time where – bass fishing's changing dude you know that better than anybody it's changing mm -hmm. like and and mm -hmm. and i'm not trying to be randy blocking about it because i'm a garmin guy just like you are i'm a live scope guy I enjoy it but it is yeah. changing dude it's changing yeah. we are seeing different techniques win and that's fine that happens in every sport um uh, things change but i think the reason besides your brutal honesty and you're really kick-ass videos jumping shit all the time that are awesome. But I think that that people really, really gravitate towards you because you're fishing the way most of us learn to bass fish most 100%. of the time, right? Yeah. 100%. And, you know, I'm going to take a little farther. And, you know, I, I feel like I'm I'm fishing for all the, the folks out there that can't go out and, and buy uh, an expensive boat now my boat it, i mean this gator tracks i mean it's well built it's an expensive but i don't have to have the, the nicest stuff to do what i do mm -hmm. you can get a cheap little aluminum boat but i'm fighting for the little man the little man that that can't afford it and i want to give them confidence and they can go out there and compete on, on the big level on, on the top level in a, in a small boat let your ability show don't show don't go out and show what you have uh materialize material stuff show what you can do with your abilities give them confidence they can go out and compete and 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 show show up and, and and don't worry about what 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 kind of rods you got even though i, I encourage you to get fenwicks and that's right but, but you know but but be able to show up and, and and be cocky and say you know what i'm going i'm going to kick your butt today and it doesn't matter what you have because man when i where i started when i started fishing i even on the first year of my uh the elite series you know 14 years ago man i had walmart bass pro specials like i mean i just had the cheap stuff and i you know i was catching fish i mean it's it's not about what you have it's about the person the ability you have and how much you want to work and go out there and fish and it's this perception of you got to have all this stuff and spend all this money is a bunch of bullshit and i'm tired i'm sick and tired of 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 uh leagues pushing that because they're 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 hurting the sport they're hurting the the little man that can't get out there and and because they feel like they need that to to go out and compete and and that's wrong and you can still and, and man it's you can hear the passion man you that you've got for for that right there and, and like you said your boat it's, it's like my express my express is is they're not it's not a cheap it's not a cheap boat i say all the time on here on my ad read it's not your granddaddy's aluminum boat neither is yours not at all no. it's not your granddaddy's flat bottom but at the same time you you don't and this is why i try to tell kids all the time do I love live scope? Absolutely. But do you have to have it to catch a bass? Nope. Nope. You nope. can get you an old chartreuse white spinner bait and take <laughs> off down the damn bank, and eventually you'll get you a bite on a lot yeah. of lakes. You know, it, it, it's just do what you want to do in bass fishing. And I do agree that that I think sometimes we, we do lose sight of that as an industry as far mm -hmm. as, you know, what got us all here. And that's our love of just catching a fish. And to me mm – -hmm. I, I get frustrated. You know, I, I don't mind watching a guy live scope on, on, on live coverage. I don't mind that at all. I do it with MPFL. I'm commentating with my buddy Fat Cat. and Dude, we watch it all yeah. the time. It's fine. It's fine yeah. because I like learning and I like catching mm -hmm. bass. And if I got to go in the middle of the lake and catch one on a spinning rod like that, I'm, I'm fine with it. But if I can just 
look at this camera right here and tell the truth. Now I'd a lot rather be jumping over some shit and going and flipping a beaver dam or something because that's, <laughs> that is, I mean, it's fun or, or like the elite right now, Jason Christie catching them on a frog and lily pads. Like that's for me, that's bass fishing heaven. There's yeah. nothing wrong either way though, but I do feel like as an industry in the last few years, man, the boats get more expensive. They're damn sure not going the other way. I mean, you could get a rig for under 30 grand, not that long ago. And I know, and I know, yeah. you know that a brand new rig. Yep. And then when yep. the horsepower regs changed to 250 and everything changed, it really, it, it took a lot of folks out of play. I get it. I, I, I freaking get it. But dude, if you got a 1979 freaking Ranger and it can get you to the lake, go bass fishing. Don't worry about right. it. You shouldn't be ashamed of what you got to go bass fishing in. You know, and, 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 you know, I want to add to something, um, as far as, you know, this, this, you know, everybody being on an even playing field and, you know, he gets in more advantage versus this and that. They say I get advantage. I can go places and blah, blah, blah. I get sick of hearing about that. Uh, it's so ridiculous. You know, there's advantages and disadvantages in every part of the game. There's boats that hold more fuel than the others. Mm -hmm. There's boats hull that runs faster than the others. I mean, certain motors do more fuel i mean there's there's so many things unless we there's the only way we can get it right is you know take it like nascar and everybody you know it's what i don't even know their rules or how they break those cars but 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 everything's the same essentially yeah you i mean if they if you want to complain and gripe make everybody run the same exact thing Mm -hmm. i mean i don't want to hear what you got i'm sick and tired of hearing about it about this or that you advantage and blah 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 i mean dude give it up because some guys have better rods or better reels or better trolling motors. And, you know what I'm saying? Like more money for this or more money for that. He can go get more time off from work. I mean, you should have the same stuff as the next man. If you don't, then I don't want to hear you griping yeah. and bitching about something that, that I'm some advantage because it's bullshit. It to, is absolutely bullshit. Don't tell me that. To because, me, <laughs> because you, to me, fishing the way you fish out of a smaller boat, an aluminum boat, I think, because I think it's a – I will side with you on if a guy in a 21 foot fiberglass boat with a 250 on it says, well, he's at an advantage because he can get way up that river. Dude, there are more days that you're at a disadvantage if the wind's blowing 37 miles an hour and y'all are on damn the St. Lawrence river. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Like, and, and hey. I know that's a couple tournaments a year, but dude, there's a lot of play like, to lead a bend. You had to cross a lot of damn big water to get to where you were going. I think you are at a disadvantage more than you're not. I mean, it looks but, like but you're it, at a super advantage when you're catching them and you're in a pond or something, but, you know, over a dam or whatever, you're, you're doing what you do. But I uh-huh. think a lot of times you had a disadvantage. Absolutely. And, and, and just to add to that, uh, you know, you know, they, they, they gripe or they say this or say that, well, well why, why gripe about me? Go, go tell the tournament director, tell them to make the change the rules. I mean, what, yeah. why, why fault a guy if, if, if it's legal to run the daggum boat, what, 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 why is it my fault? Yeah. I mean, I'm just, Hey, you got, you can go run the thing one or two if you want, like change the rules. How much, I mean, uh, what, 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 <laughs> how much fuel do you have in that boat? Um, uh, I got up, I can get up to, um, 37 gallons in it. Okay. 37 gallons, which is, you know, most fiberglass boats, I'm going to say you're at an average of 50, 50, 50 to 52 yeah. gallons most of the time. And, and what, yeah. what's, what size engine do you have on that thing? I forget. 115. 115. So, I mean, speed-wise, like you're saying, you're, you know, you're going to get beat to a lot of spots a lot of times yeah. if, if you decide yeah. to uh, to not go off in a, in a, in a sneaky situation. 
like you yeah. try to sometimes. But um, yeah, man, I'm fascinated by it. It's really cool to see your career, though, Keith. And I, I know it's frustrating right now, even though. And I hate that that this kind of stuff outweighs uh, right now for you the the big win on a Bass Pro Tour, man. Just because, and you got to fish the freaking classic, and you you know, like it's been a hell yeah. of a 2023, and we're only in May. A lot of fishing yeah. left. There's no telling what could happen for you still. So I hate, I hate that you're, you know, that this is something that's that he, that's headline news for you, other than just working hard. But, but it's cool for me because I remember when you came on the scene, like I said, in the glass boat to see your career transformation when you just drew a line in the sand and go, "This is what I'm going to do now. This is me." Yep. And when you when you went with it, I'll never forget. Y'all were at a uh, maybe the first year of the BPT. Maybe it's Chickamauga, dude. You're like up under some damn docks. Like <laughs> you're back in some stuff. Like this man, this man is wild. You talking about this year? No, this no. Year? I think it was no. Y'all at Murray one day. You were like under something because yeah. you were yeah. like cameraman, get down, like lay down. I might have to take the calendar. Like everybody, and I'm like, this is TV right here. Like we it, might have to, we might have to pull the plug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, dude, we've seen people do that. Do you ever? Do you ever do that? Is that something Absolutely. you've done? Pull the plug? Absolutely. I, all the time. And I'm sure they may make a rule on that. Now, I don't know, but who knows? Well, I thought, for some reason, I thought Bass had that rule now because somebody did that. I think Davey Height did that on Neely Henry one time back in the day. Uh, it's, it's happened more than that, but but may, maybe not that you can actually, and folks listening, if you don't know, you can pull the plug to fill the boat up with water <laughs> to get lower <laughs> But you better get that damn plug back in there pretty quick, and then you pump the water yeah. out when you get where you're going. That is a nerve-wracking situation. I've never done it. I know guys that have done it. Uh, do you have one of those remote drain plugs on that boat, though, that you can do it standing in the boat? No. Well, I mean, they right on the outside. I just – and when I'm screwed, rubber screwed. Yeah, yeah, so you uh, just reach down. Yeah, I mean, I just pop them out. I mean, they're eight inches underneath the water. I mean, it's this boat – Floats, you know, six yeah, seven yeah. inches. I mean, it's it don't. It's right there. Like uh, that's that's crazy, man. What's the uh, other than so? Since I got you here, and 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 you're taking time out of practice, man. I can't thank you enough because y'all don't have a ton of practice time in those BPTs. No, and, it's uh, all good, man. But man, yeah. uh, what's the craziest thing you think you've done in your boat in the last couple of years? Is it jumping what you just did down there? Was it Red River? What's your if you got a Keith Poche story that you're like. This was kind of sketchy because I feel like nothing sketches you out. But what what would be the number one Keith Poche that that folks might not have seen or that you were like, damn, we're in a tight spot? <laughs> well, you know, I, and and I, I I do a lot of stuff like this. I mean, and you know, of course, you can see on my off the grid, and uh, it's really yeah. no big deal though. I mean, I've learned tricks and little techniques on how to do it, and and, and it's really it's really not that big of a deal. But you know, I don't know if I could single one out. I mean, they all kind of you know are, are fun to do, and it, it's just. <laughs> man i just every time i'm like dang man i just i just did that that's pretty cool you know i just i mean i surprise myself sometimes like man that was awesome but uh i don't know man i I do that stuff all the time kind of you know with this you know jumping that deal on toledo i mean it's it's all the same but uh, uh nothing nothing real real crazy um just just jumping beaver dam jumping logs and um, getting back there where nobody else can get. That's just my strategy. That's what I do, and I'm going to keep doing it. Have you ever jumped one 
that you, you know, you Google earth it and you're like, okay, I'm going to slide over this sandbar or this, this, this little deal right here. And you got in there and there was like no water <laughs> at all. Like it was super shallow. And oh, then, cause yeah, I always man. wonder like how the hell you get back out. Like I get it if you've got to run and start going in, but <laughs> getting out, like that's a whole nother deal. Yeah, it's it's tricky, and and you know a lot of times you you got just enough. I mean, I can get up in real shallow water in a skater track, you mm-hmm. know, five foot foot and a half, and but if not, I mean, I got that uh, eight thousand pound winch on the front of this thing, so I just uh, <laughs> you can get out of the boat, do whatever you got to do to get out. So I just get out, go tie tie to a tree, and winch this thing out. And we we on our way, no big deal. So <laughs> you got to have the right stuff, man. I'm I'm prepared. I got everything. I got waders. I got chainsaws. I got push poles. You name it, I got it. Now, now in practice, you can do that because in an event, right, you can't leave the, you can't technically leave the boat to access an area, right? Well, so. I mean, you can't, yeah, I mean, you do what you do, you got to do in practice, uh, as far as I understand. It's just in the competition, you, um, you can't get out of boat to get in, but you can get out of boat to get out. Okay, so you can leave yeah. the boat to get out. Right. So, you, yeah. so I, I love that you're like, man, I got, I got everything in here. <laughs> I got, yeah. I bet you carry well, spare drain know, plugs man. in case they get ripped out. You got all kind of stuff in that, in yeah. that ride of but, yours, man. But typically, I don't have the chainsaw and stuff like that during competition. That's normally during practice. You know, if I need it, uh, just you know, if I get, I need to cut a log that's laying down. You can't cut a, a live tree like stand. You know, you you can only cut yeah. like a dead tree la- laid over a cut or something, but. Uh, there's, there's this little, and you know, they're real specific with these rules. And, and that's another thing with, with, with this whole, uh, leaving, leaving tournament waters or what, you know, what, what was said. And, you know, it's, it's so, it's so vague and it's so, there's, it's not black and white. It's so gray that, you know, all these other rules, they, they really dive into them. They get real, uh, detailed, you know, you know, the winching deal and that, you know, that, that, that I cause them to put in the rules. They, they really specify a lot of different things and how you what you can and can't do so why why not why, why isn't something specified in in this you know leaving the tournament waters and deal i mean it, it's it's not it's it's for me the the, the perception i got when, when it says that it says the boats must leave uh from takeoff and come back to take off you know whatever however they got it worded but my understanding is that you can't trailer your boat you can't um you know take your boat out and go launch it into something else to to get into a place um so that that's the only verbiage in there that i've seen that that would be breaking the rules on far as turn boats leaving tournament waters well i think for what's going to happen for sure keith is you're going to have two new bassmaster rules named after you <laughs> this one this well, one's going to get spelled out you're going to go down in the history books again for uh, two well, Keith Poshaver, and I don't know who holds the record. Roland Martin had a few. I know Scott yeah. Martin had a few over on the FLW side, named after him. Uh, yeah. But I think I think there'll be some Keith Poche. They may just have a Keith Poche section. I think Ott, yeah. the, Ott's <laughs> got some rules named after him too. They have the yeah. Ott and Keith section for aluminum boat. Uh, aluminum yeah. boat. Well, rules. the year ain't over yet. Who That's knows what may come up? I mean, we got a lot of fishing left. left. I mean, hey, listen. Uh, I know you're not allowed to get information on Gunnersville. Just one thing: if you jump Gunnersville Dam instead of going through the lock, it's a long damn ways down. All right. I know, That's, boy, that's a that's a haul, man. Don't do that. Gator, I think I think my gator trash can handle it, though. <laughs> well. I don't want to see that video. Okay. <laughs> just don't just, if you're trying to do that, don't, don't do that. Yeah, uh, look, man, that'd be an off the grid. Yeah. yeah that'll be that'd an be off the grid. grid. Yeah. That'll be an off the grid for sure. 
Man, I, I really appreciate you taking time, dude. When all that broke loose, I was like, I wanted to reach out to you. I appreciate you. You got back with me quick on it. And uh, I apologize for it taking this long. I had a had a blast with you, man. And uh, maybe we can uh, get up and do another one sooner than later here on Low Budget Live, man. I appreciate you very much. Yes, sir. I, I appreciate you. Thanks for giving me the opportunity. I just want to say again, you know, I, I'm not trying to down talk anybody. I just, you know, I want to tell my side and, and just, you be honest and, and tell the facts and uh i just hope all the fans can can and see and, and before they you know come up with assumptions you know do your homework understand understand where i'm at on this and and, and be respectful and and uh do the right thing absolutely man well go uh go smash them up on gunnersville and uh if you win it we'll just do another one next week back to back keith poche's weeks i like it sounds good to me yes, <laughs> all sir. right keith poche everybody thanks keith thanks bye Keith Poche right there. Listen, man, that is a, he's a wild dude. He's a wild man from Louisiana there back in the day. And, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, for me, like I said to him, there, there was just a lot when he first came out, he was, he was very frustrated. I think he's calmed down some for sure on it. Uh, he was very pissed at bass. He was pissed at bass in the beginning for, you know, he, he said that, it was very close to the Lay Lake event. He felt like that was intentional. I think he's – you can hear it there. He's hes backed off. And we all say a lot of things when we get upset, but uh, for damn sure. And uh, it's a, this is a tricky one. This is a tricky one. Like I said, my old buddy Hank Weldon, he's having a—he's having an interesting year, to say the least. Uh, my God, three three events in now and um, nothing but uh, some, some shit stirring going on, that's for sure for Mr. Weldon and, and it's never an easy job. And this one is, it's, it's a, uh, it's a strange one. This is a strange one. And I think that, uh, you know, Keith, like to me, the interesting point there is he, hell, he posted the stuff. He was hiding in plain sight what he was doing. So it's, uh, it's a tricky one. And, you know, I think if it's a win, um, and, and he's, he's worried about his, you know, his reputation and stuff, but I, I don't think a DQ in this situation necessarily hurts your reputation. If anything, I think all press is good press. And I think that, uh, the fans have his fans. He's got a, a loyal bunch of folks, man. I had so many people send me this story this week. Then I get on there, read comments. I mean, people, people love Keith, but, uh, I, I think that it's, you know, if you, if you have a win negated or something, Maybe maybe push it, but I, I think just getting the story out there is is good. And and y'all decide. Get in the comments. You think he should have been DQ'd? Let me know. Let let him know. Let you know. Let's uh, let's see it. But uh, I will. I would like to say, and I tried to get him. He he didn't want to talk about it, and and I don't blame him because he can't um, he can't really speak to what people say on the internets. That's for sure. But the narrative that. You know, oh, I saw people. If this was Gerald Swindle, it would have never happened. Get out of here with that bull crap. Like that, that's a terrible take. That's a terrible take. If this was Seth Fighter, this would have never happened. And Golden Boy, they're just mad. Keith went to Major League Fishing. I'll assure you, Bass didn't make a decision based off of that. Like Hank Weldon, this panel, they didn't make a decision based off of that. They didn't. Chase Anderson's not sitting somewhere. He's like, let's. Make sure Keith Poche is not successful because he doesn't run a brand boat that supports Bassmaster. That's not the case. Are they loyal to their sponsors? Like I told you guys, support the sponsors that support the industry. Yeah, they're happy that Phoenix Boats is a part of their deal. 
Yeah, they're happy that Garmin Electronics is a part and Humminbird and all that. Yeah, it's how this business goes around, man. It takes advertising money to, to do these things. But are they looking at keep they they put a platform together for anglers to be able to fish and live coverage and things. You don't think that they that like on the MLF side of things, they loved Keith being in that boat a million miles up Cherokee to win? Of course. It's great TV. It's great pictures. It's a great story. Great social media content in this content-driven world. Content. Everybody needs a little more content. But uh, so I, I think that's a really if you if you type that in anger or if you've been on Bass's stuff going oh it's just because he doesn't have live scope. It's not the case, man. It's not the case. It's not the case. Like, that's a conspiracy theory-minded statement. That's not the case. That's not the case. I can, if, if there's anything I know, because I know I know people on both sides of the fence, and then, of course, MPFL, um, but anytime something like this happens, of course, they're going to be public opinion. But just that one, I want to smash that right here. If you've made that comment, retract it, right? That is not the case at all. But, uh but no, I think I think Keith's got an interesting story. He's like I said to him there, he's been around some trouble, T R O U B L E, man, and he's not afraid to stir it. And he does speak his mind. He's a very pay. You can hear that that Cajun in him. He got that Cajun in him. And uh I really enjoyed him coming on. Hope y'all enjoyed that as well. Uh been needing to have him on for a long time. For dang sure. And and finally got it done right there on Monday, May the 15th. All right, we're going to take y'all out today with a little bit of uh, Biloxi Blues. Really appreciate y'all tuning in each and every week. And I'm going to see y'all next week. I never could make it last. See Spanish boss, a Civil War ghost. Well, I'm going to leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter, east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens at rest. This highway, it does not know my name, and I don't care, no, I don't care. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm old there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.